Welcome to the PWE and Me podcast, a place where we talk about the workplace, how it's changing, and ways that we can create an experience at work that is inspiring, real, and motivates us to bring our best self to work. PWE, what is it? Well, it's an acronym for Purposeful Workplace Experience. I'm on a mission to help our workplaces shift from being transactional to transformational, and PWE is how we will get there. My name is Carolyn Suara, your host and creator of PWE. I'm so pleased today to introduce to you my very first guest to PWE and me. I had the privilege of working with her uh, last year, and I thought she'd be a great guest uh, to kick things off. So welcome, Elena Ayakono. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks, Carolyn, for having me. So glad. Yeah, yeah Ellen, I'm so glad to have you on as my first guest. Uh, and and here's why. Uh, first of all, I, I, you were an immense help to me when I was launching my book, uh, Rules of Engagement, last year. So thank you so much for that. Um, the other piece that really inspired me is the work that you're doing uh, with TELUS. And, and I know you're on uh, the health and well-being team now there. And also just your focus on what you write and what you're connected to. I know you're so passionate about mental health and uh, the work you've done with Kids Help Phone. So uh, I thought you'd be a great, uh, a great uh, person to talk with on uh, on the show today. Well, congrats to you. And thanks so much for thinking of me and having me on. Great. Well, why don't you just tell us a little bit about this fantastic uh, role that you have at TELUS uh, around um, the health and well-being team? Is, is there, uh, there seems to be a, a real focus there that is something that we need in the workplace today. Yeah, well, I have the privilege of working with some incredible people who are really helping make a difference for in the lives of uh, our team members. But if we step back, you know, I think health and well-being, first off, it, it's something that it's, it's an imperative that I think companies across um, all types of sectors are really focusing on because when team members are feeling very, very well and uh, are, are focused and they're, they're feeling strong and both physically and also I'd, I'd say emotionally too, you know, they can give their day their all and not only at work, but also at home and in their communities. So it's, it's really, really cool for me to be able to spend my day uh, helping advance um, a really, really great workplace experience that helps people feel great. Um, and, you know, part of my, part of the impetus for me wanting to continue to grow in this area is because I, I recognize a couple of things. One, our time is so limited and time is fleeting. And number two, we spend so much time working and it's just the reality that we have. And we spend, if you think about it, we spend most of our time working with our colleagues um, hopefully in roles that we enjoy. I know, I know I, I'm very, very privileged to be able to say I love what I'm able to do. Um, but that's a lot of time away from our other passions in life. So when we're working, I think it's very important that way, that way we work in an environment that is supportive of us, where we can look out and take care of each other. Um, and that's inspirational. And I think that an environment that's safe and we can give whatever we do are all. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I mean, that's, that's really a big reason why I, I created this idea of PWE 
um, because we, you know, in my experience, I saw the amazing power of creating a safe space for people to bring their ideas to work. Um, and it was interesting for me, a lot of people would say, well, you know, what do you mean safety? Like, I, I think they were thinking of it in physical terms. Um, but why don't we dig in a little bit to this idea of, of creating safe places so people can be creative? Can you speak into a little bit about that? Yeah, actually, I just wrapped up a book by um, uh, Amy Edmondson. I actually have it right in front of me. It's called The Fearless oh, Organization. Great book, yeah. Um, created, and I figured you'd know that one. Yeah. Uh, it's called For The Fearless Organization, Creating Psychological Safety in the Workplace for Learning, Innovation, and Growth. So psychological safety, and I'm this is where I'm really digging deep into the whole area, isn't just about being nice, but it's really about the notion of um, being able to be someone, a peer, a leader, I mean, we're all leaders, but being a part of a team and, and really being that one person who re- helps remove roadblocks, you know, takes the time to listen, takes the time to ask the right questions, takes the time to really um, allow for team members or in, in creates or cultivates this workplace where people aren't, aren't scared to come forward with an idea. And if the idea sucks, hey, you know what? I've had so many ideas that yep, suck. Move on. But I've... Yeah, move on. And I think that that's okay. Um, And then it really affects the whole notion of innovation. And and I haven't, uh, that's actually on my my list of books to read in the next two weeks, uh, that one. Um, Can you expand a little bit on what she talks about in that book around um, who is responsible for creating this safe atmosphere? Um, is Is it the CEO? Is it the leadership team? Is it, you know, the middle managers? Is it everybody who walks through the door? What are your thoughts on that? Anyone. I think we all we all play a role. Uh, and in fact, she closes her book with a whole section that talks about, you know, I'm not the boss. Is there anything I can do? Well, absolutely. You know, anyone can create a psychologically safe environment. And you do that, you do that by, you know, being mindful of the way you connect and being mindful of the way you give feedback and being mindful in the way that you help someone guide. Uh, you know, guide them on the right path. Um, I, th- I think it's it's really the whole idea of demonstrating what it is that we can do to help um, and help, and that really helps people grow. So back to your your question, we all play a role in creating um, a, a healthy and safe. Absolutely, workplace. I couldn't agree with you more. And in fact, that was uh, the main reason why one of the elements of PWE Purposeful Workplace Experience, the number one element, uh, I called it connection which is something that we can all do in the workplace. We can all take that effort to connect and create this safe place for each other. Um, did it, I, I'm curious to know some examples she might have shared, or even uh, even better, what examples you've seen, Elena, of how you can connect to people in the workplace? Yeah, I think it all just, it all stems back to going to basics. I mean, and, 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 and I always say it, I always maintain this point that we are all leaders, you know, regardless of where we sit, regardless of how long we've been in a place or, or what type of role that we do, you know, we are all working and coming together to advance the mission of whatever organization we're with. And so I think, how can we better connect with each other? I think just, just stepping back and listen, we are all so busy and we are all so I'll, I'll use the word distracted. We've got so much going on. But when we're with someone, if we can, you know, truly just connect and, um, you know, look for signs of potentially um, someone maybe going through something and just having the courage to just be like, hey, listen, you know, let's grab a coffee, let's chat. And from a work perspective, you know, having having also the bravery of stepping up and um, and, and really pushing collaboration forward by being that team member that can be relied on and 
you know, when you give your word, you know, deliver on it. And I think that that goes back to basic human connections in the workplace. Yeah, you know, you uh, you commented there about just grabbing a coffee. Um, and yes, we are so busy every day. But I know something I've really learned uh, to embrace over the past few years is this idea of slowing down to speed up. And so taking those moments throughout the day to connect with someone, even if it's a quick conversation, you walk by their desk, it really does add more energy into the into the um, your energy tank to keep you going throughout the day. So yeah, you got it. Great idea. It. Um, I'm curious to know you. So you've worked in the communications um, area for well over 15 years now, right? In the telecommunications industry. You got it. Yep. Yeah. And so what, um, so uh, you've seen the workplace evolve, obviously. What inspires you about today's workplace? I think what inspires me about today's workplace is a number of things. I think, number one, you've got a mix of such diverse voices, um, be it tenure, be it background, be it background in roles, be it um, you know, background and experiences. And I think that's just so, so powerful because then when we're able to come to the table, we're working in such an incredible creative space to drive forward whatever objectives we have. Um, I think another thing that really excites me is people are really, and what I'm seeing with my friends or my colleagues, people are really doing things that they love and they've got a lot of purpose and, you know, they get up and they feel, they feel energized to get through the day. Um, and I also see, I, I see a lot of willingness for peers to support each other and share best practices. And, you know, I love to read and love to research. And when I find something really cool, I'll share it with my colleagues. I know I've shared stuff with you. I just, I, I, I'm observing that people are really interested in giving back as much as they can. So that way everyone can succeed. And I think that that's just so important yeah. um, to, to personal growth, I think, too. And purpose, uh, I, I as well have seen purpose really play a bigger role than it used to well 20 years ago when I started out working I actually remember my dad telling me it doesn't matter if you like your job or not you just go do it uh, and that absolutely doesn't fly anymore um, I, I, I truly believe that uh, you need to have some sort of purpose and it's a very individual thing to understand what your own purpose is it's not something for a company to tell you what your purpose is so yeah, completely agree. Right. So yeah, those are some really inspirational things going on in the workplace. So, you know, sometimes we hear people talk about how horrible work is and it's so draining, but there are some really fantastic things going on there. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, totally. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. So and and what do um you know, what do you think contributes to the frustration? So let's look a little bit at the other side, right? You know, there are some some challenges um and what what would you say some of those challenges are, and what do you think is contributing to that? Well, I'm gonna. I, I have to step back. I mean, it, it depends. I mean, challenges being. I, I've I've always been so fortunate to be around people who make it easy, and um, you know that of course there's challenges in any day. I mean, we would be naive if there weren't any. So I don't know. I mean, challenges would be potentially high volume of work. I mean, things are. And I know you talk about this often. You know, we're. We, we work at such incredible speeds. And so I, per, I personally see it as an opportunity to just be mindful of what we're working on. Is there anything that we can deprioritize? Um, so that, I think that that's something that we are all encountering is this whole idea of increased volume of stuff coming at us, be it at home and at work. Um, mm -hmm. And, 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 and yeah. I think one, one additional comment is, you know, our work life and our personal life, it's just all one now. And there's a leader that I used to work with and he always talked about the idea of work life harmony and not so much work-life balance 
but how can you have this harmonious way between the both of them because everything's interchangeable and connected i love that word too work-life harmony yeah yes. it is uh, yeah he first yeah he shared that and i was like oh, i'm gonna take that and one day gonna use it um so there i did um there i did it and um i'd say i'd say volume i'd also say i think we're I think we're also being, and maybe it's just me where I am in my own life, but I'm, I'm recognizing that people are, are more cognizant of the fact that things are, um, you know, that life, life is short and we've got so much that we want to give and we get excited and, and fired up and jazz, but we have to just remember that in, in any given day, you know, it's okay to just get two or three things done. You know, it, we, w- tomorrow will come. Um, and, and I think it's just back to the idea of prioritizing what matters, uh, what matters most for, for now. Yeah, no, you make an amazing point there too about uh, being okay with not getting through the whole checklist, right? We have uh, a checklist or a to-do list that can go on as long as our arms and legs. Um, and sometimes the biggest accomplishments, um, are only one check, one box, uh, on your list. Uh, and sometimes it's not even a box on your list. But it's an important piece to help you get to yep. completing that task. So yeah, no great points. And um, I think, and I just just on that, if if it's, if it's okay to expand, you know, I've 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 come to be okay with that. You know, over time, I think when you get a bit more confidence and a bit more experience, you know, it I I'm cool if I just get two things done in a day because I know that I focus on the right things and that they were the most important. Yeah, it's a great point. I think sometimes we can be our, our own worst enemy, can't we? You got it. Yeah, and thinking that we have to get through a whole bunch of things. So, so knowing those uh, those challenges that that you um, talked about, the, the idea of work life harmony and finding that balance uh, and managing this increased volume, um, what what things in your experience are helping uh, people manage those challenges? Yeah, I'd say a really supportive um, a really supportive environment. Um, and that can be the support that we get from each other as colleagues. I think the, it's paramount, the relationship with, with, uh, with the leader. Um, I've been lucky to have incredible leaders my entire career that have really helped remove obstacles, really helped me push my thinking and helped me uh, continue to grow and, and contribute in meaningful ways. Um, I'd also say just being someone that... Um, you know, advice would be someone that, uh, that, that, that's there for their, for their folks. And also, um, never stop learning. I think it's so important to not be scared to, uh, you know, make out a career plan and, and, and take additional coursework and just even reading, I mean, just keeps you open to the latest ideas and trends that you can always give back to your life and your work. Yeah. Something that's, um, and that, sorry, something that's sticking out, um, there to me is this mindset. So almost, um, having a, a different mindset about what work is and what it can do for us. That sounds like it's a big theme for you there. No, you got it. You got it. And, and in terms of uh, certain mindsets, has there been experience, an experience over your 15 years in the industry um, around how your mindset has evolved and helped you get to a place where you see work as a place of growth and a, as, as a place of opportunity? Well, I, I, I've always carried with me this one thing that my, my father always used to tell me. and He was like, Elena, you know, there's three things that you have to always remember. And I've tried to carry them with me my, my whole time. And I, I know I've got years ahead of me to work. But three things. One, just be consistent. You know, number two, be, be truthful in, in, in how you connect with people. And number three, just stay humble. And I think those three things have been the uh, backbone of um, my thinking and my approach to my work. 
Um, but ultimately, yes, I have evolved. I've, I, I think I've changed in a sense of how I'm working, um, how I can ensure that I'm feeling um, emotionally well. Um, I think that's something that's very important for me is the whole notion of how am I cultivating great psychological well-being for myself? Um, and what am I doing to help people around me? You know, and I, I feel like my colleagues and my peer networks are just so important because they're the people that I spend all of my time with. And I want to be able to be that person that is making it easier to do stuff with, you know. Um, so that's something that I really tried to continue to grow on. And it sounds, again, this this theme of creating um, a safe place, you know, I'll come back to PWE, creating an experience for yourself and the people around you with uh, this type of mindset, but this idea of we're here to help each other out, we're here to learn and grow. And, uh, and when we can do that with some purpose, amazing things happen. Yeah, you, you couldn't you couldn't have summarized that any better than you did. You like bang on. Yeah, cool. So what advice would you have? Um, I'm sure we've got people out here listening who um, have formal leadership roles. And I know you and I both share the same philosophy that everybody in an organization can be a leader. In fact, I just have to throw this in. I love Brene Brown's definition of a leader, um, which is, you know, having the courage um, to want to change people or processes or help evolve them. Uh, and, and that obviously doesn't matter for a job title. Um, but what advice for those people who do have a uh, a formal job title, what advice would you give to them to help them create a, a psychological safe environment and also to help with the mindset that we've talked about as well? Yeah, I mean, there's 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 so many. I mean, I could talk about this all day, but if, if someone's in a formal leadership role, um, ultimately, yes, you're helping advance some incredibly important work, but ultimately, you, the role that that person that person also has is to inspire and guide the people that um, they have the privilege of leading. So I think it's all about um, being the leader that um, ensures mutual respect. I think it's the leader that uh, helps remove roadblocks. I think it's the leader that takes the time to truly lead with empathy. Um, and I know that that's a it, it's an important area. And I know that a lot of people when I talk about this they roll their eyes, but it's so important because ultimately. The whole role of leadership is to, you know, be there to support people. It's no surprise. Um, so just stepping back and ensuring that you're helping create trust and you're helping people advance their careers because you're giving them meaningful work and that you're helping them pursue their goals. Um, and also from a communication standpoint, you know, just being the leader that is transparent. You know, you may not have all the answers and you may not be able to share everything because let's face it, there are some confidential things that could come someone's way. But just being the person that um, keeps the dialogue open um, and, and helps guide people with uh, clarity. Yeah. I think those, for, for me, those are the most important. Something you said there too is is uh, simple but powerful, which is keeping the dialogue going, keeping it open. Um, I'm a firm believer that most people get up uh, and go into work and they don't want to be a jerk. They're not trying to be um, a pain in the butt. But sometimes, oftentimes, things can get in the way that uh, cause our intent and impact to not get aligned. And so um, if you could just expand a little bit further, maybe are there some things that you've seen in your work experience where managers have unknowingly misaligned their intent and the impact that they were hoping to have wasn't there. Um, and just, you know, maybe some call outs, some watch outs, some blind spots, perhaps for, for people to keep an eye out for. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, you read it in the research, you read it in articles. I think, I think the one thing to be mindful of is, as a leader, you know, yes, your day is absolutely, um, it's jam packed. You know, so are you are you taking time to check in with your team members? You know, and the reality is is that a lot of team members are dispersed. You know, there's gone are the days of everyone just being in the exact same workplace location. So are you shooting over that quick text? Hey, is there anything I can do to help you? Um, you know, before or after a big meeting, if, if, if a team member has presented, you know, just give them a quick pep talk, give them some advice on what went well and maybe what are opportunities for future. So that way that team member knows that you've, you've paid attention. Um, a couple other ideas I think would be, um, you know, making time and, and just having meetings when, and I know that it's so cliche for me to say this, but put the phone away, you know, who, like you don't need it for an hour, yeah. put it in your bag. Um, I actually have uh, someone that I work with and the rule is before we go into a meeting, put the phone in the bag. And I think that that's just great because we're there and we have to think and we have to do great work. Um, and I think just being again, the leader that, uh, that, it, that, it, that, that is there and that someone knows, um, you know, they're going to help, help them, help them deliver. That, that's, yeah. that's it. Yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's simple stuff. Um, yet it, it is, it can be incredibly hard for us to, um, to do it. And, and I think, you know, one of the things I'm taking away from our conversation here is the power of, of the mindset and, and that the simple things can mean a lot, right? It doesn't need to be, a um, a big plan. It doesn't need to be an hour and a half conversation. Just a quick check-ins can do a whole, a whole lot for people, can't they? Yeah. I think the simple things are the big things, you know, and I think I think the, the the more simple they are, the more the more quick they are. I think it's just being mindful and um, just really just demonstrating that you know we're all people, we're all in this together. And yeah, the work's important, but what's more important is how we end up making each other feel, um, and that you know we take that home with us, and we we want people to have thriving lives at work and at home. Um, yeah, absolutely, and yeah. that's why it's so great to hear organizations. Uh, taking a real, um, being really focused on well-being and recognizing it's more than just going to the gym. It's more than just eating well. Uh, you know, we've talked a lot today about psychological safety. There's a lot of different factors that play into this. And every single one of us that walks through the doors of our workplace or logs online to our, our workplace, um, we all can play a role in that, can't we? It's it's certainly something we can all contribute to. Yeah, we can. And in fact, just recently, I completed um, something that the Mental Health Commission of Canada, and I, I definitely want to share this with all of your listeners the mental health commission of canada puts on and it's available to all canadians for a small fee i think it's like 160 dollars um and you can take it in english or in french which is just genius it's available in both languages and i think they're actually bringing it out and making it available in multicultural languages too which i think is great as a testament to our beautiful country um but really two days mental health first aid and the whole point of this is you know if someone's choking do you wait for an ambulance to come and arrive to administer cpr no you do something if you've been trained and it's the same thing with mental health you know if you're recognizing that someone is going through something or maybe they've changed or maybe they've become more withdrawn and you can apply to this at home and at work you know what 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 role do we play and we we the role that we play is you know demonstrating that someone is there you know asking the right question and listening non-judgmentally and helping people get on the right path to finding the right resource. Um, another thing I want to mention is that uh, I think it's like 47% of Canadians suffer from an anxiety-related illness. Um, and of, those, of that percentage, it takes on average 10 years for someone to find the right model of support. So that person is going around for 10 years with something on their shoulder. Um, so at work, at home, you know, if we can be the person that steps up to you know, truly pay attention 
um, we can help people. And I think that it goes back to what I said earlier. That's the impetus for me is just really being someone that uh, is brave enough to help other people know that others are there. For yeah. Them. Uh, well, I'm so glad you brought up that resource. Uh, I saw that work um, last year. And uh, so anything that uh, I can do to help support more people seeing that resource, can you, is, is there um, a, a website or, or um, um, I guess the, could you just say the, the name of it again? So all of the listeners can uh, take note. Yeah. So it's the mental health commission of Canada. And you can visit their website and you can find the mental health first aid training. And if you don't live in Canada, I would still say go check it out because they've got some great resources that you can um, potentially learn from. Yes, here we are, proud Canadians, right? In so many ways. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, you know, I have a personal story that uh, around uh, mental health myself, and and I had to take a leave of absence from my employer uh, several years ago now, and it was uh, it was an eye opener. I did not realize how much my mental health had deteriorated. And after that happened, that was in 2007, um, extremely committed to never letting that happen again. And I brought conversation to the people I work with, um, and I guess an awareness about um, staying on top of some of these things. And, and yeah, I can, I can honestly say, I think several of, of those conversations made a difference. Um, and I was just there to help uh, provide, I guess, some insight and have them suggest that they go speak to their doctor. And uh, like you said, you know, you can't sit by and watch someone break their arm and not do anything or, uh, you know, if they've got a, a cut, you know, you're obviously going to help them. So I, I'm so I'm just so glad that you brought that up. Yeah. So, you know, I think uh, one last question I have for you, Elena, and then uh, and then we'll wrap up. Uh, we've talked a little bit about advice for leaders. We've talked about um, mindset and that everybody plays a role in creating, a, you know, a purposeful workplace experience, a psychologically safe experience. What advice would you give to the person who's going in every day to work and um, doing their job and they just, they, they want to find some purpose, they want to find something better, but they're just feeling stuck? What would be some insight you could share with them? Yeah, I, I, I mean, first off, I think we can, um, I, I think... I think back to the everything we were talking about, about creating a great work environment. You know, we all play a, a role in helping make a difference um, for ourselves and for others. And I think for someone who's feeling like they could use a new challenge, you know, I think the first step is to really ask yourself the question, you know, what is it that I really want to be doing? Or is there something that I really want to be learning? Um, making making a great, you know, checklist of, of things that you want to explore. And then I think... You know, having also having the courage to reach out um, to, to your leader or even your peers and just be like, "Hey, listen, what can I learn from you?" Um, and I, I and I and I really recognize the, the power of um, you know mindset. To, to your point, as you said earlier, you know, it's also another thing. My father always and I look up to him so much. He was a senior leader in his day. He's retired now, uh, and he's always giving me such sage advice. And it's all about our attitude, and it's all about our mindset, and it's all about our outlook. You know, yes, we can get up and have a bad start to the day, but how are we building our resiliency to get through the challenges that come our way? Um, and so just being, just, just staying patient and staying hopeful. I think, I think the whole notion of being optimistic isn't about just having rose lens glasses on, but having, having the courage to just be like, you know what, things are going to be okay. You know, and it just yeah. starts, it starts with asking ourselves the hard questions. I know I've asked myself hard questions and being brave to pursue them. 
Yep. And, and like you said, just th- that belief and, and sometimes it's just day by day, you know, sometimes uh, ebbs and flows at work. It can be harder some days, not as hard other days, but yeah, starting each day off and that belief and hope that uh, you'll do a good job can really go a long way. No, you got it. Great, great. Well, I know, uh, I know that uh, your website um, is a place where you share um, much of your writing. I think your writing is beautiful, as I've told you uh, many times before. Um, so I'd like to share your website with our listeners if they want to go there, because um, you 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 put lots of uh, writing on there and, and other other resources, right, to to help others um, to support well being. Is that is that true? Yeah, that's really kind of you. I uh, I really I've been committing myself over the past year and a bit to just research the latest trends and ideas and share share information. I know I even your book was so beautiful when it came out. I know uh, you you were you were totally cool with me writing a piece on that one because I needed everyone to know about your new book. Um, and congrats again. Um, but yeah, I just comment on I I actually just you know write about well being and what we can do to cultivate more well being and how, you know how how we can inspire it for ourselves and and, and others. Great. And where can our listeners go to see that? If you just share your URL with everyone. Yeah, totally. So it's Elena Iacono, I-A-C-O-N-O.com. Thanks again, Elena. And uh, it's been great speaking with you. Have a great weekend, everyone. in hearing more about PWE? Well, I'd welcome you to buy my book, Rules of Engagement, Building a Workplace Culture to Thrive in an Uncertain World. I share stories, personal and professional, about different elements of PWE, and it's available on Amazon or on Indigo. Thanks to all of you out there. This is why we do this. This is why we have this conversation. We look forward to being with you again on our next PWE and Me podcast. Now, the best way you can hear us is to subscribe on Spotify or iTunes. And if you don't like either one of those two, you can always go to my website at carolynsuora.com.